It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? Hey, I'm fine, gentlemen. Fine, fine. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. Yes, it's absolutely true. And I was actually the first Arsenal mascot. I was the Aardvark, the Arsenal Aardvark, Ardy the Aardvark. That's what I was. I, was, I served all through World War One and World War Two, and then they gave me the sack. But was I bitter? No, I wasn't, mate. I carried on. <laughs> you accepted your fate. I did accept my With fate. Grace. With grace. Like I'm the man I you. am. <laughs> did, did Bernard Joy not offer to pay your wages? <laughs> yeah. Three and fourpence a, a year. I've done it for the pure, pure joy, Al. Pure joy. <laughs> and the midfield general is here, Damien Harris. Hey, hello, hello, Dean. Hello, hello. Nice to see you. What sort of uh, what sort of annual annual remuneration would you require to be the uh, the club mascot? <laughs> Just uh, a voucher from the shop would be a, fine. A voucher from the shop. Yeah, many of us would do it just for a voucher from the. If he gets into the games for free, all he has to do is a penalty shootout. Yeah, lo- against a lot of kids, many of whom apparently can't even see the goal. <laughs> And then, he, and then he watches it. He watches the whole game for free. And a voucher from the shop will be accepted. And he never fired that, yeah. one any of those t-shirts in our direction. All those years when he used to fire the t-shirts, always into. We never got a shirt. We never got one shirt. We never got a shirt. And I think the sight of us all up bellowing for a shirt may have, may have been intimidating. <laughs> but then he did have a gun in his hand, so he should have been fine with it. <laughs> It's been a while since they fired anything with the crowd, isn't it? Do you think that? Do you think those days? It's the health health safety nightmare of the nineties is gone. Health and safety, mate. Somebody probably got hit by it and then threatened to sue the Arsenal because it just a shirt hit them in the face. Some Vogue PC tit or compo grabber. Just you know, I've been hit by a shirt. No, I didn't either. PC tit compo grabber. (laughs) Oh, we have the title for the show already. (laughs) What the hell's a PC tit compo grabber? You know me, I just speak off the hip. Oh, a politically correct tit. Tit. Right, I understand that bit. You're having to write it down now to dissect it. The compo grabber. That's a bit I don't... A compensation grabber. Oh, a compensation. A PC tit compo grabber. Yeah. Yeah. Got a T-shirt and not. So, I bet they still kept the T-shirt though, even yeah. as they even as they went down the shops and complained about being blinded in one eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but who works in our PR department? How can you? I mean, Alan, picture this yes. situation, right? You've, you're on yes. a holiday. You're, you're travelling down the M5 in the car with the kids, okay. the wife. Everything. Go to the West Country. Go to the West Country. Everything's nice and quiet. You're happy. Put on the radio. Mm-hmm. Gunnosaurus is dead. Now it all kicks off. Daddy, what's up with the Gullosaurus? It's Gullosaurus, Keith. You've now got 200 miles of them whinging and whining, crying her eyes out. Stoney told me Alex has been bereft. He's been crying into a pillar like a child. But he's not dead, mate. He's, a, he's resting. He's not resting. Dead. It may be it's like sooty, you know. I mean, I've heard stories backstage where, where the, whoever it is is doing sooty on the live tour has had a bad gig. Yeah. 
And Sooty has been thrown into a suitcase. Oh, thrown bro, into a suitcase. No. To, uh, to, and in the suitcase, what is there? About 30 other Sooties. Jeez. This is the, rea- this is the harsh reality of costumed entertainment. Yeah. And I, I think what's possibly happened here is there is only one Gunnosaurus suit and Jerry, what's his name, has got it in the house and they had to make him redundant to get the suit off him. That's what I think's happened. I think he was not giving it up. <laughs> Will you come and get it off me? Out of my cold, dead hand. Do you think he... When you get the gun of yeah. I'm not dry cleaning run... it. Yeah. Do you think he was still running down there, just trying to get into the ground? No, we've got no fans in. There's no point, mate. No, I'm getting Do you in. remember him saving the penalty from me on television? Do you remember? Were you, were you aware of that? No, I was not. You see, this is the sort of thing that happens in my life yeah. that, for me, causes a great deep scar where I think it's a public shaming and no-one else has noticed. <laughs> well, when was this? But many years ago, I think it was maybe it was Question of Sport or something, I found myself in a penalty shootout where my opponent was Ali McCoyce, the legendary Glasgow Rangers and Scotland striker, scorer of about 400 goals, right? And it was it was supposed to be uh, one of the sportsmen taking it, but he had a dodgy foot. So they asked me to do it, and we were a point behind, so I needed to score three and hope he missed two or something like that. Anyway, the, down, the, the downside for McCoyce was, in goal, was uh, then Chelsea star Petr Cech. In goal against me uh, initially <laughs> yeah. uh, was uh, that massive bloke who's, who was in the gardening show with Charlie Dimmer, who played. <laughs> Gunnosaurus. Not Gunnosaurus. <laughs> no. I can't remember his name, bless him. But he was a lovely fellow. I hit it straight at him and nearly killed him. He blocked it. So we're already one behind. McCoyce is just pinging them all in the corners. And, uh, and then Gunnosaurus came out. And I thought, oh, I can't really blast it against Gunnosaurus. And I gave him a little rolly side-footed one. And he threw himself like semen. He threw, he absolutely flung himself to the side. Astonishing agility for a man in a massive foam suit. And then afterwards, he was absolutely gloating at me. Oh, he couldn't, he was so full of himself. Oh. Ah, stopped your penalty. Ah. And every time I've seen him ever since, ah, stopped your penalty. And now I'm taking no pleasure in him being made redundant. You know, you know, but at the same time, like I haven't shed a tear. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Damien, I, I mean, surely T has probably been phoning you up in the early hours of the morning, crying into the phone to you, you know, about that. Oh, he's very upset. He's, yeah. he's uh, doing a podcast about it. But do you notice they announced it when we Mascot actually Wars. bought a player? They thought we'd not <laughs> notice. You know, they've done that government thing, you know, put out a bit of bad news amongst some good news. They, they, you know. Oh, on the day that we signed Thomas Party, yeah. wasn't it was just about, is in the same week when they yeah. Yeah, tried, to, <laughs> tried to cover it up. So the mascot, the guy who plays the mascot has been made redundant, uh, which may well have gone largely unnoticed. People thought, oh, that's a bit tough. Another casualty of the coronavirus pandemic, along with the 28,000 people laid off by Disney mm. the other day. Um, uh, but no, it was thrust into the headline news by our uh, Germany's uh, number 10, Meza Erzl, who announced, <laughs> extraordinarily announced, two <laughs> tweets principally of interest from Meza that week. One was is, is thanking everyone for getting him to 25 million followers, uh, which actually, when you think about the population of Germany and the population of Turkey and Arsenal support around the world, it's a pretty poor showing. Yeah. But here we are with our 8,000 followers on Twitter. Who are we? To- who are we to McCarr's <laughs> comment? But he has got an astronomical Twitter following, of which he's very, very proud, and he and his PR team constantly caught those followers. If only they put that much effort into getting him back in the side. But having to refuse to take a pay cut, he then came out publicly and said that he was going to reimburse Gunnosaurus for his annual wage. Which was what? I, 30 that, quid a week? 30, well, it's no, a it voucher out, at the shop, It's It's, it's £30,000 a year. And I a thought, year? A 30 grand a year retainer. And uh, he's that's for, you don't even play 30 home games, so it's more than a grand a game. Doesn't he go this? away? I don't, don't, I've never seen him away. He goes to the cup finals. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> Flipping out. We've been missing a trick, the three of us here. We've been missing a How much would you... How, that's what I'm saying. Do it for how much that. would you accept? How much would you accept <laughs> as, as a remuneration annually to be the mascot? And I I guarantee you'd do it for less than 30 grand a year. I, I, don't, a- I don't think you would do it for 27 years. 
Honestly, I'm generally space is 30 grand yeah, a year. I know you He's are. taking the piss <laughs> just to run around I know in a you suit. Are. And Ozil's taking the piss, making it look like he's captain generous when that is less than a day's wages for Ozil. He literally wouldn't notice it going out of his account. Yeah. I imagine there are people on his staff who embezzle more than that on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. I retract that immediately. Of course, that's a joke. Yeah. yeah. But, oh my He's got God! Very expensive but, lawyers, I'm yeah. sure. But, you, but I mean, I really, as a, really, frankly, as an attempt to undermine the board and undermine the club, and then old Paul Merson, who's you know, is one of my great heroes, who's now an absolute renter gob. He's he's gone. He's gone on saying. Arsenal used to have class, now they haven't got any class. This is a bloke who shat in David Seaman's bed on England duty and then wrote a book about it. You are not a person to lecture about class, Merson, I'm afraid. <laughs> He said, Arsenal got no class because they made the mascot redundant after 27 years, probably thinking when we do have a mascot, we reckon we could get someone for a bit less. And it's, it's not a young guy, Jerry. The whole thing makes sense, actually, but it seems cruel and heartless. Yeah, but, I mean, listen, so, when fans come back, they'll bring him back, won't they? They'll, they'll, they'll bring him. Yeah, but they'll bring back, they'll bring back somebody who's doing it for a voucher in the club shop. Well, they could well be. Yeah, <laughs> damn, he's got in there first. <laughs> The midfield general in the I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna resurrect uh, Addy the Arsenal Aardvark. Yes. <laughs> I could be your sidekick. Yes. We could come on the pitch together. <laughs> chase oh. run another round the pitch. I'll chase you. You'll be the dinosaur, obviously. I I'm already putting aside thirty thousand pounds just to pay for the two of you to do this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and we won't let those kids score penalties against us. No, please. don't let any of them score. No. He just gives them. You've got to earn it. Yeah. 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 If you miss and it scars you for life, at least you'll remember your failings and learn from those mistakes. Exactly. But all you think is you think that dinosaurs are shit in gold. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, my friend, they are not. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you remember going all the way back? To when Gunnosaurus first appeared. Yeah. And how embarrassing it was. And what on earth is this? And why have we got a dinosaur? What has that got to do with us? What sort of image is this for the club? Why can't we have a, a an astronaut? Or why can't we have a, a someone who made cannons down at Woolwich Arsenal and he rolls a cannon about and fires it into the away end? Why have we got a dinosaur anyway? Yeah. Gunnosaurus. There's no such thing. <laughs> I always hated it. And even and then I took my kids along and I went, there's Gunnosaurus. And they went, oh! He's got a Soros. We love Gunasaurus. Where? Where's Gunasaurus? <laughs> He's over there behind Santi Gazzola. <laughs> you should be paying attention to. <laughs> so I've never really liked Gunasaurus. I'm really sorry for anyone who's been made across, redundant. Actually. But there yeah, you are. I, know. I, I, you know, I, I, I felt love there for him, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, I think uh, the rule there is never save a penalty from Alan. No. Do you, think, yeah. do you think Ozil is a generous soul who's done a wonderful thing, or do you think that it was a, a, de a great deal of self-interest choice stunt. on his part? It's a PR stunt to make him look good, to undermine the board, to further destabilise the environment that he's working in. Would you, Alan, What's what do you think? Why is he doing what, that? What is the environment? I mean, it must be embarrassing. I mean, I, I'm assuming he turns up for training. Right, and he he must walk past Arteta. He must walk past the other. He must interact. Well, there's a clip on the news the other day of him fist bumping Arteta in training. Arteta's doing the doing the thing, the coach yeah. thing. He's involving him. I mean, what does he when he goes in the changing room and no one says anything about Gunnosaurus? Is he <laughs> is he then got to say, "Gee, what I did about uh, Gunnosaurus? You know, I paid his wages <laughs> for the for the year. Mm. What I paid Gunnosaurus, I paid his." <laughs> You're not in the Europa League squad, though, are you, mate? Yeah, but I'm very. I'm busy providing uh, uh, mascots with uh, bed for the night. What is going on down there? I don't know. And they're trying to do a deal with him. I mean, he obviously doesn't want to play or I don't know what he wants to do. He hasn't run about for two years. And now he's doing this to try and make him look bad. And they're trying to do a deal with him to pay off part of his contract so he'll go and play for someone else, get a deal somewhere else while the window's still open in Europe. He won't do it. He wants every last penny that he signed up for whilst doing the absolute bare minimum to take the money home and 
pull off these publicity stunts that make the club look shit while they're trying to balance the books and they've got no no income from the ground. I mean, let's face it, there's millions of pounds going missing. Mm. And if it, what's he trying to say? We shouldn't sign players? We shouldn't give Party and Willian these massive contracts that they've been given? Maybe that's right. But he's the one sitting on the biggest contract we've ever given anyone. Yeah. So I don't... I, I thought as a PR stunt, I thought it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because as I say, the income uh, does come from the ground, but also we've got to maintain the stadium. I mean, and that's another thing. You know, if if you're you're having matches there, so you've still got to pay the electricity, you turn on the lights. There's the whole infrastructure of the stadium that doesn't come cheap. I mean, I know the fact we've got it there, but you, there's still things to pay for. Do you remember the old Valley Stadium, Charlton's old ground? Yes, yes. And they used to have all down one side. Wasn't it the biggest terrace? In Europe or something, an absolutely enormous terrace all down the whole length of one side. Mm. And then when it closed, rather sadly, eventually it was condemned and it was just left there with weeds growing out of it for years and years. And that is how I imagine the stadium will look when we eventually get it back in. Oh, mate. There'll be Budlier in the away dugout. <laughs> Hogweed, <laughs> probably rats, cobwebs, you name it. There are places of being infested. <laughs> Just all over, you know, glass panels growing in the gold mouth. <laughs> I mean, listen, to be honest, it was it was a bit manky when people were there. God knows what it's like there, you know. I hope Tottenham's yeah. fans falling apart. That'll be good, will it? Oh, it's just a load of... <laughs> I dare the say there's foxes bowl. running around the place. Now, listener, we are we are recording this on uh, Sunday evening. I said to the gentleman, maybe we'll record after the uh, England game, England playing Belgium, and uh, and when we got on the on the uh, call, Keith announced that he'd totally forgotten that England were playing. So, Damien, did you watch the England game? <laughs> I did watch most of the England game, yes. I did. It wasn't it a thriller. Yeah, I it was. Bit good, no. <laughs> I mean, England won. They beat Belgium, mm. who have got a very high ranking. They're ranked higher than anyone who's won anything recently. Yeah, they're number one in the world, aren't they? Have been for two years. And they uh, they were they were better than England for quite a period, but couldn't score. England played, uh, I think, three centre back, two centre backs, three right backs, two defensive midfielders. Uh, they had uh, Calvert Lewin up front with Rashford, yeah, and Matt Mount was the only creative player on the pitch. And Who, just when he got near the end of the game, and he had done absolutely naff all, yeah, um, he he had a shot from just on the edge of the box that got deflected and looped in for the winning goal. And so I spent the whole game having watched Grealish play like a wizard against Wales the other night. A sensational performance, really, really brilliant. And comparisons in the week, justifiable comparisons with Paul Gascoigne when he first appeared on the scene with so much flair, which were immediately shot down by old Captain Glum, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> yeah. Says he's got no place to be compared to Gascoigne. Gascoigne's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, but it's, there is a, something reminiscent about this guy's unique approach to play, his astonishing ability to beat people. The way he can open up defences, his, his, his assist for the first goal for Calvert-Lewin was a moment of real brilliance. Yeah. And he was outstanding all night long. And then when you put the first 11 out, all right, you're playing Belgium, so you want to be a bit wary. They're just so lumpen. Rice and Henderson in midfield. They brought the lad on Phillips from Leeds, and his passing is superior to Rice and Henderson immediately. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. And I think uh, Grealish played the whole game the other night, didn't even get on today. I've really... Anyway, but they're the, you, they won. Yeah. No, Anderson no. dived for a pen. He got a hand on the shoulder, a little bit of a pressure on the shoulder, just went up, went over. And so we got a pen. I, I hope their pen. Grealish does get a shout, though. I hope he's not one of these England midfield players that gets overlooked, you know, like all the previous Well, you do this. when we were young, there were so many, yeah. weren't there? The kind of the Hudsons and Bowles Tony and Curry. And In the seven, it was an absolute it nailed is, on yeah. that Don Reavy just wouldn't pick. Yeah, they wouldn't pick these people, just wouldn't have them. Yeah. He didn't like long hair. He didn't like the fact that they all smoked 40 a day. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like he didn't like the fact they stank of booze when they turned up. He wanted them playing cards and just and being dirty. And, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't trust the flair players, and uh, but Grealish surely must go to the Euros at the end of this season. I mean, really, he's he's, he's been outstanding. I think. Yeah. Even Hoddle was thought of as 
like that, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, very Back much so. Yeah. yeah, because they said of Hoddle, if you kick him, he doesn't want to know. You go to Anfield, Jimmy Case would try and break your legs. Yeah. And every uh, other and country. I met the, uh, the 79 Cup final team and I talked to them about Liverpool and they all said Jimmy Case was an animal. Really? Just an animal. Really? I, I mean, like, not even, not, not, not a crack of a smile between any of them. It wasn't funny. He was trying to break legs. He made, he, you know, when Brady went up there, Brady was tough, right? He was tough and he was brave. But he said it was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. They were after you the whole game. If it wasn't Case, it was Sooness. And it wasn't as if the rest of them weren't hard as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I I was saying, uh, Kim was asking who was going to be taken off as the substitutes were ready. And I said, well, it's Mason Mount. It's got to be. Yeah. And sure enough, he had that really jammy effort. He had a jammy shot. I'd forgotten he was playing. I genuinely had forgotten he was in the team. Barely got a touch of the ball. And then later on in the game, having already started the game with three right-backs, he brought on another right-back. He's got four. He brought on Reese James from Chelsea. That looks more like a boxer than a footballer. But we. But anyway, they won the game. De Bruyne played at one point. Did you see it, D? He played one of the greatest passes in the history of sport at one point. Yeah. He got the ball in the inside left position and he played it with the outside of his right foot in behind the defence yeah. to a Belgian player who was astonished that the ball had yeah. arrived. Went to Carrasco and he tried to just kind of glance it with his side foot and miss the target. But what a pass that was. I know. But he did, he did come off injured, which could be good for us seeing as we well, play them. Yeah, we're playing them on Saturday, aren't we? So it'd be, it would be good news for Arsenal if De Bruyne is, is unavailable. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a good silver line. When and where is the final for the Nations League? Are they... Is it... No. No, I, I have no not got a clue what yeah. no got a clue. Yeah. I watched the Wales game um, and I watched it principally because Bakaya Saka made his debut. Congratulations to Bakaya Saka, England debut at 19. He looked a, bit, a little bit Nervy in the first half hour. And when, when England scored, he kind of was on the periphery of the celebrations, looking just like a child, um, but grew into the game second half. Just got on the ball and carried it forward rather than always looking backwards all the time when you like you do when you're nervous. And um, a pretty solid debut. Well done to him. And then when he came off, he was replaced by Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who, yeah. who got his second cap. So uh, very nice for both of those, both of those lads. Um, but yeah, England looked a little bit. Uh, 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 well, they looked all right in that game. I don't understand why we were playing it. Wales looked a bit poor. Then later on in the highlights, I put the highlights on, and uh, there were three penalty shootouts. Did you see this? Scotland, Republic of Ireland, and Northern Ireland all involved in penalty shootouts to get through to another playoff, to get through to something else. And I completely have no idea what's going on. I've no idea. Empty grounds all over Europe. Uh, I was, I try to take some pleasure from the fact that it was Tottenham's new signing, Matt Doherty, who missed a pen for Ireland and caused them to go out. And I felt so pathetic as a 54-year-old man <laughs> going, ah, the Tottenham players <laughs> missed a pen. He's let his country down. And that's just because you've joined Tottenham, you scum. Yeah. You were that. You should have stayed at Wolves. Decent club. Proud country. There, you've gone there. And look at you now. You've bottled it. That is so Spursy. You've been in a bottle, you mug. <laughs> but I was going through the motions. <laughs> I didn't really feel it. Nah, that doesn't sound like <laughs> it. Nah, I didn't just, really feel it. It wasn't worth it. I didn't really it. feel it. Yeah. I was phoning it I in. mean, should we really be having these internationals? It's ridiculous what's going on in the world. And we're having internationals, you know, we're saying about having lockdowns in our country. And yet we're sending 30 or 40 players around Europe. Or, it just, no, it's yeah. Well, I mean, Kieran Tierney looks like, I don't know whether they've sorted that out, but he might be missing the Man City game because he got infected or it well, was close to someone. It was infected. close to someone. or It was close to someone infected, gone into... 14-day quarantine in case he shows symptoms. No one knows what the symptoms are now, right? We're supposed to be, you lose your smell, you cough a lot. But then when they set up the symptoms app and they find out what symptoms people are showing, the print, the number one symptom is fatigue, number two is headaches, in which case I've had coronavirus <laughs> since my second child was born in 2011. I mean, that is really, what symptoms did you have? Oh, a bit tired, I had a headache. Yeah, that's called living in Britain and having social media. 
go for a walk. Two or more children. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I, I grabbed the paracetamol first thing in the morning, slugged a couple of pills down with a cup of coffee, and then I have another shot in the afternoon. That's pretty much my day, other than putting some kind of muscle. Is it the knee? Is it the knee, Keith? It's, it's, it's the, the knee? knee, the hands, elbows, the, the legs, just about the whole body. Oh, and that's something I need to mention on our Twitter yes. page. Oh, yeah. I have not. Oh, so I, some, no. I, I don't respond to anything, but I do look. I have not yes. got a deformed hand. Oh. Who said yes. that? Who oh, said yes. that? Well, when I was showing me tat off, I mean, it's an optical illusion, but, you know, they think, oh, yes. they said, what's wrong with his hand? It's malformed. Malformed. It's a little bit, it is a little bit beadle. It's a bit well, on the way I'm posing, yeah, but generally it's happy, you know, happy days. I'd like them to you know, point so, out. Little bit just a yeah, beadle, I'm not mate. the bleeding elephant, but man. As you say, it's trick of the light, yeah. trick of the mm, light. Mm. Uh, ha- hands are working very, very well and you can still masturbate free. Oh. <laughs> That's one thing about lockdown I've not enjoyed. What, masturbating? What, masturbating? No, <laughs> The normalising of masturbation. Now that everyone just admits to it, it's not your own grubby secret anymore. Everyone's, oh, I'm having a wank. Oh, I'm just going to have a wank. Do they? Well, they obviously oh, right to do. my friends. That's who you've been talking to. <laughs> well, down the, down the Black Brian's Rock in Brighton. Club. Down, down the Bright Rock, Black Rock. It's... Well, uh, I've got to say, it's not been the discussion I've heard at the uh, checkout queue oh. the supermarket. No, you go uh, to the wrong supermarket, Keith. That's alarming. Uh, yeah. alarming. Oh, wow, that is a lovely story. <laughs> What a lovely visual image our listeners have now got. Now, what else was I going to say to you? Oh, Chris Coleman kept calling Saka Sacco. Uh, that was the, the only thing of interest that happened on his debut. Uh, now, gentlemen, Thomas Party has been signed yes. uh, for a, a very large fee. Yes. Um, we tried, uh, well, I say we, um, Edu or whoever's in charge of this uh, shit these days, tried hard with Atletico to negotiate a fee. And they absolutely played hardball over it. There's a release cause and you've got to pay the lot. And even though we gave them Torreira on loan, I don't and know if a there's a fee from the, And a voucher from the armour. club shop voucher. Yeah. And, the, and they know one of the best mascots in the history of the Premier League is on the market, available for hire, and would doubtless happily go to the Wanda Metropolitano for a year <laughs> for €30,000. But they absolutely played hardball. And then this quite interesting thing happened. I didn't really realise how this worked. If you if if there's a, a release clause and you know there's a release clause and you deposit that money with La Liga, then the transfer goes through and there's nothing the selling club can do yeah, about yeah. it. And Arsenal did that at eleven o'clock on the last day. And that was, I mean, I really, I was so proud of them. That, that was spectacular, wasn't it? That was, oh, if, they, if you're going to be an absolute see you next Tuesday about this, if you really are going to make us pay all the money, and then they, they just get up in the morning, what's happened? Oh, they paid it. He's gone. They've got, yeah, they paid it. Raging. Well, they hasn't done a medical. They did a medical. They found a doctor in Madrid, done a medical. They flew him over. They've, what, they've agreed a contract. Yeah, they rang him up. They rang him up. They've done, they've done it. This is an outrage. No, they've, he's gone. They've bought him. They're vermin. He's scum. This is scandalous. <laughs> Payback's but, a bitch, uh, isn't it? It really yeah. is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I can't see, really, when you manage Simeone and your front two are Costa and Suarez. But the moral high ground is not available <laughs> to you. No. When you're you are a haven of cheats. And we haven't even cheated. We just we've just driven to the last resort. And actually on the last day, really think we really, really, really they must have said to me, Do you really, really, really want this player? <laughs> I really, really, really want him. You go, yeah, yeah, I really do. All right, we're gonna do it like this, because they'd be an absolute twat about it. Someone pointed out I they did it a couple of times anyway to other people. I don't think it was Griezmann. They did it with a couple of people. They've done it themselves. So, yeah. I think the, the Atletico fans uh, put Griezmann's name into the mix when they talked about uh, scoundrels and traitors that, have, that they now hate. Okay. <laughs> so what are you going to do? I mean, really, 
Anyway, so I'm told that this guy, uh, Kieran Trippier, who plays with him at Atletico Madrid, speaks very highly of him, says he's absolutely sensational. Um, he's calm in possession. His passing stats are through the roof. His athleticism, his recoveries. He's not supposedly a, the kind of Wanyama-style enforcer. He's, he's not. He's neither beast or unit. He's a bit more sensitive. It's a bit more sensitive. He's graceful, he's smooth, and he's a terrific athlete. Pounds around, yeah. gets involved, nothing gets past him. He's very, he he's sounds like he might be exactly what we've needed for a while. Well, he sounds he's, he's a leader. Apparently, that's one of his main attributes. He's a very much a leader. And we, well, you know, we know we've needed someone like that, I've, especially uh, in the I've... middle. I've not watched a series of highlights so much as I have done over the last few days during the interlull. Uh-huh. Just have you been watching what YouTube montage yeah. sort of things? Yeah. Talk us through, Dee. Talk us through. What's what have you? What's he? What can you do, with this lad? Well, I, I mean, you did sort of sum it up quite well. Just that thing in the middle of the park surges forward. Clever with a ball, that thing we've missed when everyone's just passing back and will break through the line. Uh, and he seems fast. His passing seems very good. He seems very accurate. He takes a shot on. He seems brave. He seems like the Messiah, the answer to all our <laughs> prayers since Patrick left. Oh, I mean, no, I don't want to heap pressure on him, but he is no. the, the second coming of Patrick. Well, Mary. that is uh, that's marvelous, mm. isn't it? To, have, yeah. to know that the Messiah is coming. He's a di- he's a midfield dynamo. We, I mean, we saw him play a course for Madrid against Arsenal, and uh, but uh, that, those games were very very tight. And, and it, they had a number of outstanding technical players, of which he was one. So he didn't catch the eye in the way that uh, the legend that is Condogbia did when he destroyed us no. <laughs> playing at, at the Emirates that night. But um, who go, who he goes in with, I don't know. Is it going to be Sabias? Is it going to be Jacka? I suppose that's up to Mikel, isn't it? Yeah, I think that might take a little time to work out who compliments, uh, because that's the other thing. They did say that he can... Uh, play either role as the sort of the DM, or, or a bit higher, or up the pitch. a bit higher up the pitch. So he's there's a bit of versatility there, um, and I, yeah, you just don't know because I mean it might be El Nenny, it might be you know if he plays Sabias a bit higher up the pitch. There's the other talk that this means that we'll be able to go to a back four. Yes, that is a big thing, isn't it? So and then you can put Sabayas, Shaka and and uh, Party into the side and take out one of your one of your centre backs, um, which might mean we could be a bit more gr- progressive with the ball and a bit less on the break. I think I think at Manchester City, I imagine we'll play exactly the same way that we played against them in the cup semi-final. Maybe Party will watch that one from the bench. We've got so many games coming up, though, haven't we? We're gonna, they start up with the Europa League. Okay. On the twenty second, yeah, we've got yeah. that, and he's eligible for that. There's nothing tying him. He has, he can play, no, can't he? Me. No, you won't. Oh, I would me. imagine so. I'm now because Atletico haven't played any, uh, you know, preliminary games, have they? They've been sh- they're in the big boys. They're in the they're big boys. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. So he could he, he can play. He can play with us. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, we are sponsored this week. Um, Hi, ExpressVPN. Uh, uh, delighted to have them back. Uh, there are tons of VPN providers out there, as you probably know. You might have heard of a couple of them. Keith, have you heard of any of no, them? No, not at all. Only this one. No, I thought not. <laughs> so loyal. Not. Uh, but I, uh, nonetheless, we still feel able to recommend ExpressVPN as the best on the market. Um, it doesn't log your data. It doesn't sell your data to ad companies. Uh, they've developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for servers to log any of your info. Uh, internet speeds are fast. Um, and the thing that sets ExpressVPN, apart from other VPNs, is it's very easy to use. And I can actually vouch for that. It is You click on it, i found, which uh, is marvellous for me. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use. That's true. Uh, use my link expressvpn.com slash Tuesday today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Tuesday. 
And just go to expressvpn.com slash Tuesday to learn more. If you want to get one of those keep yourself hidden in a secret place things. Um, ideal, I'd have thought, for all of those. <laughs> Why are you looking Brian? at me? Why are you <laughs> looking over at me? <laughs> I, I saw you searching me out. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's shocking, I know. I mean, doubtless Arsenal used one in the Thomas Party transfer. Exactly. <laughs> to, to, lock the, to lock the money with La Liga. Yeah. Still, that's still my highlight of Arsenal's transfer policy of the last decade. It's so, it's 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 so good that they got somebody else got screwed for a change. We've been turned yeah, over so many it. times. Uh, oh, I love it. It's the first time I've really thought, oh, uh, you know, when we get a new player, I remember when Brian Talbot made his debut. Do you remember that? I think it was Forrest at home. We had 52,000 in. There wasn't a window in those days. You could just go and get someone. And we signed Talbot. I was 13 or 12, I think I was. And I was so excited. I didn't know. You know, he played for Ipswich the year before when they beat us in the cup final. And there he, there he is in the strip, our new player. And there's, uh, and so it'd be like it'd be great to be down there with a packed house to see, to yes. see him make his debut. You know, there's this sort of things like that. It's only really a fan who gives a shit about stuff like that. But you do. You want to see people make their debuts. You want to be there. Well, I'm excited. It just shows that the club is moving in the right direction. We have put up big money. And, you know, because there's a lot of uh, Arsenal social media go, oh, the club's not spending. We're not going to, you know. He's got not, a funny hand. Um, yeah. All yeah, he's that. got a funny hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but we've gone out and we've bought a big player. And it sends a message out that we mean business this season. I think that's great. It's very encouraging. You know, it is encouraging, yeah. Especially as uh, Miriam seems to have settled in pretty well at the back, yeah. And the younger players are really seem to be coming on nicely. We still got Martinelli to come back. Callum Chambers is back in full training, but we've got a lot of players. We couldn't really offload many, could we? Guendouzi went on loan to Germany. Torreira went on loan. Mm. Couldn't get a fee for either of them. Couldn't shift Mesut. Couldn't shift Socrates or Mustafi or Kalasinac. Uh, I mean, we've still we married, we sold Martinez, uh, someone that we love, mm. didn't want to sell, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and all these people, the real. I mean, these are real some dead wood piling up at London Colney. I don't know what league they're going to be playing in. Uh, well, and, can, I mean, they're not going to play, are they? Uh, well, there was talk of was there talk of sending someone to Brentford? Saliba was that all oh, right, Billy? Oh, but, uh, Billy Saliba. Yeah. We messed up. There was some paperwork fiasco. I, th- I imagine they were a little bit distracted by trying to pull a fast one on that let go of trip <laughs> yeah. and uh, didn't quite get the paperwork organised, supposedly, to send him back to San Etienne, his or, previous or Ren, club. Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, isn't it because yeah. there was some sort of family problem? Because, uh, I mean, this is the guy I, I thought, you know, we've been, spent big on him too. I'm thinking, when's he going to play for us? And then I heard that he was, he was going to go back to Ren or... Yeah, well, yeah, Arteta says he was anticipating a transitional season. Right. And he missed a lot of last season. And he thinks he's not ready to play for the Arsenal first team. And so it is disappointing. We were were promised a lot, weren't we? I looked at a few uh, YouTube montages myself there. Yeah. And it was a big transfer. It was a big transfer fee as well, wasn't it? It was it was a lot of 19? money, twenty seven mil. Oh, right, wow! I think it was twenty seven mil. It was in yeah. demand. Yeah, supposedly absolutely fantastic young centre back, one of the best in France. They've got incredible centre backs in France. I mean, that, that one who plays for Seville is absolutely amazing. So, but yeah. Anyway, he might go to Brentford. Well, um, it'll be an education. Uh, yes. Well, Brentford have knocked out some good players. I mean, Villa have done very well to pick up that Ollie Watkins. I mean, that's like a he looks like a new Ian Wright, that fella. You know. Yeah, he's good. He's good at finding space in the box, isn't he? And and uh, there's talk that they've got a sensational winger as well. Is it Barama, who's West Ham yes. are interested in? Yeah, he's very good. So um, yeah. 
We haven't really talked about the astonishing result at uh, Villa Park. Um, when we were recording last week, it was during the astonishing result at Old Trafford. Yeah, that podcast and, and was so interesting because <laughs> I knew the result and then it was like, oh, I've got to listen to this all I, the way through I, now. Because yeah. this because <laughs> he went, oh, man, you, you, man United won there. Like, that's brilliant, especially after they won 5-2 last week. I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've never wanted a podcast to go on for three hours more than I did last week. Yeah. So you could go through the Liverpool game as well. Oh. I don't know if you saw, did I send you that clip of them watching Man United? There's three, or did someone, who said that? There's three Man United fans watching the oh, game. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, It was one of those, this, this is a thing. It's all the rage now, isn't it? Where you yeah. watch along. Reaction. You watch along and... Uh, it is impossible to do it. Um, a message to all of you watch-along YouTubers. You, to a man, look like a bunch of absolute <laughs> bellends. I mean, really stop doing it. You look so stupid. It's so addictive. So infantile, so stupid. It, and you keep swearing and swearing and swearing and swearing like absolute, like a, honestly, like a, a bunch of 11-year-olds when Sir's gone out of the room. And you, it is... It is, I know what you mean, Dee. I, it's I, I struggle to look at it. And the three lads from Man United, the thing about Man United is they really do think they're just the greatest thing ever, don't they? And they totally miss the point that they had a time there when they were the top dogs, and it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And extraordinarily, I read in the paper today that Ed Woodward um, is thinking about possibly making a move, maybe Pochettino, he doesn't want to hesitate, doesn't want to hesitate and in the situation with Solskjaer. I said, what, what is this article saying? He is hesitating. They he, are hesitating. He and the be- moment they came off the pitch, after that game against Tottenham, they needed to be, Ollie, could you see me upstairs, son? That has to be done. Obviously, never mind if you've got someone lined up or not. The guy put the guy out of his misery. One of those effing and blinding Manx was saying, Ollie should just walk away. He should walk away, he'd still be regarded as a legend. Yeah. And then everyone would know it's the board's fault. It's not the board's fault. They've spent billions. So so when I watched that thing with those, I thought those Manc pro, uh, fans were actually hosting their own show, like a visual podcast. So they what? Yeah. So they seem just well, shouting well, at the TV then. Yeah, they put the TV they're on. They're watching they it. They film themselves. Gogglebox. Making absolute idiots. <laughs> Yeah, oh my there's Arsenal ones as well. People have sent me links. Yeah. To oh yeah, ones. I mean, I'll... I mean, they're even more embarrassing. There's, there's, there's just a whole pack of them, and they're all overweight and <laughs> inarticulate and just uh, sort of bombastically stupid. I <laughs> just think, turn it off, stop, stop, stop. This is awful. But they must be getting, they must be getting. Millions of views, right? Oh, Their YouTube revenue is uh, is going through the roof. So, you know, when you put it that way, go it's do it. There's you know, a more power to your elbow, right? There's a bloke Good luck to you. called um, Mark Goldbridge who does Man United ones. And he's a yeah. bit, he's very partridge. And I'm not quite <laughs> sure whether he knows he's partridge and he's playing up on it. But he is very, very funny. And when they lose... Well, none, of them, none of them ever do, is yeah. he? But I must, maybe I'll look. It's really what funny. Do you mean, like, oh, it's what now? So <laughs> it's just really, really embarrassing. So, I mean, people will say it rightly. Though I've done many things on television that are very embarrassing, not least taking a penalty against Gunnosaurus. Let it go, Al. But really, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm swimming against the whole tide of this. Ozil's a lovely man. Yeah. That mascot deserves to live. I'm like, oh, sod <laughs> Sod Ozil. Both out of the club. They're both, that saved a lot of yeah. money. That, if we get Ozil out, that's 18 million plus 0.03. Uh, back to Woodward. Mm. So uh, Woodward wanted Ollie out first time round. Do you remember when uh, Rio Ferdinand did the old give him a contract and sort of Man United started playing well. Woodward wanted Pochettino then, but yeah. the sort of like momentum and the praise for Ollie. Yeah. Meant classic, that if he had done that, era. if he had sacked him then, you know, it would have been a terrible PR move, but he should have been brave then. Mm. 
It's a cl- it's a classic error. Yeah. The caretaker manager. The, the the fact is they downed tools for the previous manager, and all they really did was start trying a little bit. Yeah. And and their squad's jam packed full of talent, and they started winning some games. And then Ollie gets all the credit and he gets a contract. Yeah. But I mean, it was apparently ridiculous. And now this the article I read said that Man City I is sniffing around Pochettino because. Guardiola results haven't gone that well for Guardiola, and he does get itchy feet after three or four years, yeah. doesn't he? And could you imagine? And so if they lose, if Pochettino <laughs> goes, if they probably phone Pochettino and say, "If you number one, if you don't go to Manchester United, we'll just give you ten million quid. We'll just give you ten million yeah. quid. You'll find it under a palm tree in the Cayman Islands <laughs> if you don't go." If you don't go to them and then come to us at the end of the season, we will give you £60 million over three years. Okay? How's that sound? Enjoy this season, (laughs) but don't go there. Wait till May. Pep's off at the end of the season. Wait for us. And if Edward Wood is in that mix, he is effed up the arse. And they're not going to get him. And they should just go and get him now. He's obviously a bit dangerous to say it, but what a good manager he was for Tottenham. I know. He probably went for the uh, voucher from the gift shop angle again. It's like, Ed, word, 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 it doesn't work. Uh, who have Manchester United got next? Because if you think about it, they got dropped, smashed by Tottenham, but they should have been smashed by Brighton. I mean, Brighton hit the woodwork five times. If they'd have gone in, they'd have lost 7-3, wouldn't they? Yeah, they could have easily lost 7-3, yeah. they lose, lose to... I mean, they got spanked by Palace at home. I mean, I think he's just one more defeat, or even if they lose one nil, they're gonna they'll put Shell's got a go. Uh, the next game is Newcastle away. Ooh, that's tricky, um, tricky. Which will be tricky. Yeah. And uh, Steve Bruce is another one of those ex United players who never gets the gig. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, if you said to me, who would you like to take over at Arsenal? If you absolutely had to have Steve Bruce or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I mean, obviously, he'd have Steve Bruce. Oh, yeah. Obviously, he does well at every club he goes to. He's doing well at Newcastle now. I mean, really. So that's, that is a tricky fixture. Uh, it's the Merseyside Derby Saturday lunchtime. Ooh, and that really yeah. has got some... Uh, it's got some meaning now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They are... This, we are looking at a league table that really does look like something from the 80s, doesn't it? It's Everton and Aston Villa are the top two. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, it could be one of those perfect storm seasons, like you know when Leicester like won. twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah and it could be. Well, the thing that frightens me, and it is horrible, and I don't want to mention this, but Spurs—they've got their two strikers, and they're firing, and that worries me. And they've got Gareth Bale. Yes, and they've got West Ham at home on the Sunday, which is uh, well, West Ham. They'll probably blow it, won't they? Oh, <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> but if Everton beat Liverpool Saturday lunchtime. Ooh, yeah. If they beat Liverpool and win five games in a row at the start of the season, they're going to start... Leading. I mean, really, it would be a bit much for Liverpool and then Everton to both win the league after a very long time and not be able to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly less distressing if Everton win it. But yeah. yeah, it would. Um, I mean, but, yeah. did you still get that feeling that that's the invincible conundrum gone for another year? When oh, Liverpool... When Liverpool Lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean that was amazing. Grealish was fantastic in that game. This and guy is Ross Barkley was as well. Barkley's a very good player. I remember seeing Barkley when he was very young play for Everton at, at away at Arsenal. And he reminded me of Rooney because yeah, he, he was, was sort of powerfully built. His touch was excellent. And he, I don't know what's happened to his career. He took a move to Chelsea and couldn't get a regular space in the side, could he? And he right. I don't know whether he believed yeah. the hype a bit. Um, I but don't know was... if you saw any of the Nicholas Bentner interview in The Guardian. I gave it a swerve, to, to be honest. But, but there was talk of the Villa manager Did he say anything going, interesting? Wasn't there? Uh, well, no, he, they nearly went down. He, um, Bentner just said he, he gambling was his big thing. And there was like All a right. time when he was at a uh, in a casino at two in the morning and... He was four hundred grand. Do you not down. think? Uh, are Bad. you not? Do you not suspect that around him there was a lot of support? I imagine there was a lot of people at the club looking out for oh, him. Oh yeah, he always said, he said that. I mean, he has nothing um, but praise for Arson. You know, it, he feels he let himself down. He he could have been a player. Yeah, that really? guy. He had better. He had better touch than Adi Bayor. 
He had better awareness of his teammates than Adibayor. He didn't have the raw athleticism of Adibayor. Some of Adibayor's volleyed the volley goal he got against White Hart Lane. Some of his leaps and his real it was really something when he tried Adibayor. He was fantastic. Yeah. But Bentner was a better footballer around the box and linking up. I saw a game we played at the Hawthorns when he played nine and our Shavin played ten and they were fantastic. We won three one. They never played like that together. They never got the opportunity. There were always people getting chosen in front of them and they never got a run at number nine. But when you hear about his ludicrous behaviour, you can sort of see why. So is he skint now, do you? Uh, he's no. got a book out. He's got, uh, a, he's book got out. a book out. No, um, because he he's on some uh, reality show in Denmark. I oh, think, yeah. uh, okay. and isn't he married? Did he marry a princess or something like? He's quite oh, well yes, connected. He married a very, very, very beautiful woman. So, where did it all go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly on fifty-two grand a week. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to get into management. Apparently, yeah. wasn't didn't he crash his Porsche and then they found him on the side of the road in the nude or something? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, all the stories you can imagine, yeah. Now, we're going to start something on the podcast, we hope, if I can get uh, remind myself to do it, uh, called uh, Spot the Commentary, uh, which I will run with whoever's taking part that week. But this is a little uh, sort of intro to the kind of thing we mean. Uh, don't jump in, lads. See if the listener can uh, recognise. You have to name the, uh, the scorer and the game and the season. Uh, the score is obviously easy because once they hit the shot, they normally get named. But um, see, see if you like this one. Haven't you, Keith? They got a bit of mo. Oh, I started the commentary for a fractionally too late, so you don't hear those Charlie George who plays the past, which might help some of our older listeners to clock that that is uh, the fantastic third Arsenal goal in the Fairs Cup final of uh, 1970. Arsenal were three-one down from the first leg. Hadn't won a trophy since when, Keith? Uh, oh, it's been 17 years, and the reason why I like it gets me so much is because. I was in bed at the time. I remember my dad crashing through the door, screaming his head off, saying, we've won, we've won. And then when he, he calmed, calmed down, I said, well, what, what happened? You know, and he, he said that night, he said the ground was absolutely packed. And he said people were actually hysterical. And if you hear that commentary, you could tell because you can't hear Brian Moore. Brian Moore is struggling and he used to shout when somebody scored a goal. So he's in, he's in the game as well. And you can, for the third goal, you can barely hear Brian Moore. And you, We used to say, uh, didn't we, Keith, that if the West Stand upper a single, yeah. that, is, that game will go down in the annals of hybrid <laughs> yeah. history. And I only really remember one game. I wasn't at that game, obviously. I was yet to support Arsenal. I was four years old. You were an Arsenal fan, Keith, of course. You were 10 years old then. Uh the game I remember was when we played Everton in the Littlewoods Cup yeah, semi-final. Was there, yeah. And uh, we'd won the first leg, but they were the reigning champions and we were kind of coming side. We were the, we were the holders of the League mm. Cup. And we beat them 3-1. And the place well, was 57,000 in, absolutely rammed, packed. And the place was rocking, and the up, upper tier of the West Ham were singing, yeah. which was really like people joining in at the opera yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, for that first cup game, I mean, you could tell that it's, everyone is just going mental. The pitch is muddy. We did say that at the, at the end, the fans all came on the pitch. Bob Wilson said his shirt was ripped off. You know, the emotion that night. I mean, to be in Islington, it must have been amazing. But it's the it's here in the sound, you know. And Armstrong with the kick. McClintock to Kelly. Made a little space for himself there, Kelly. And a bit more there as well. The one I... That's the first goal. They were 3-1 down. That made it 3-2. Go on, um, go on, Dave. 
we played Man United in a midweek game. I can't remember whether it's FA Cup or uh, League Cup. Um, oh, Brian, what's his face? Mr. Penalty. McClare. Oh, McClare. Oh, oh, McClare, yes. Brian. Yes. What was yeah. that game? 17, FA Cup. Yes. FA Cup fifth round, I think. Yeah. And the mount. I don't think it was there. midweek. I think it was a Saturday. That was a good, that was good. Yeah. I think Nigel Winterburn threw some mud at the ball, didn't he? Is that what <laughs> Possibly, yeah. yes. Was that was that a Saturday? Oh, I think it was. Oh, the, the game that I, the other game that you, I thought you were going to say, the one that I really remember was that night when we beat United three two in the in the in the ninety seven ninety eight season with David Platts. Oh, oh, that was a got the winning goal with a header. That was a game in which both Anelka and Vieira scored their first goals for Arsenal. What a night that was, and we beat them. And I had to go to work. We were filming Jonathan Creek. I had my motorbike outside, and I remember getting on my bike and then just screaming inside my crack. <laughs> we were filming somewhere all night down in East London somewhere, and I managed to, I don't know, the first AD must have helped me out with a bit of uh, <laughs> the order of the scenes. And I said, I'll, I'll have my bike. I can be there in half an hour. <laughs> and, uh, I got there in about 15 minutes. I was going <laughs> screaming and going so far. What a night that was! But I think we'll try that. We'll, what we'll do, I'll find some bits of commentary. We'll stick one in, and then you can play along at home and see if you can guess it. There's some good. There's some good ones. Yeah, I, I do like it though when a commentator. I mean, listen, we're invested because we know our team is winning. But when the commentator gets that feeling that when you listen to it, it gives you goosebumps because, and he's in that moment as well. I think that's brilliant. And Brian Moore was always good at that. You know, he was brilliant at that. He was. It's the same. To Bob McNabb right up. Can he turn it back? A good cross now from McNabb. It's so loud you can't even hear it. You can't even hear it. (laughs) It's brilliant. Good times. Now, what else have we got to... I've got a song for Party, by the way. Have you? Oh, yes. Go on, Go on. Well, it's... it's, 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 it's Steve Harley based, and it, it's at the end. It's the chorus at the end of Mr. Raffles, and it is, oh oh, we're having a party. 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 That's it. Just repeat that. You know, simple lyrics for simple Arsenal fans. They'll love it. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see what emerges because obviously we've. There's a lot of lyrics with songs with party in. Yes. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what emerges. I, I'd i be very surprised if it is Steve Harley and the Cockney Rebel outro, but, but, but let's hope, Keith. Well, Maybe you've started it. Atmosphere. I love a party with the atmosphere. <laughs> it's not going to be that one. <laughs> oh, what a dance with Tom Party. <laughs> <laughs> this has come from uh, John Oliver. I don't think it's the John Oliver uh, of uh, he's a Liverpool American fan, TV fan. Um, is he? Unfortunately. No, never mind. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to dance with Tom Party. Oh, I want to feel the heat with Tom Party. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it goes on like that. But he's done a, a verse. I don't know how the verse goes. The music's still winning on really this. Flat, I think flat myself down, the flat's all down. Dun, 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 dun. It goes like that. Uh, someone's done some Thomas Party. It's Thomas Taye Party. His middle name is spelled T E Y E. Uh, Emery Totes Apathy. See me Potter Heater. Yeasty Earth Tempo. Yeasty Earth Tempo. He he sets a yeasty Earth Tempo. What's that Beastie uh, Boys one? Me- meaty Trophy Tees. Uh, a Beastie Boys song. I don't know. I'll hand you, you over to you, Damien. You've got to fight for your right to party. Yes. Oh, yeah. You've got to fight. Thomas Party. I don't think we need the Thomas part. We could drop that. Uh, I think it adds, uh, you know, yes. yeah. Well, it's you good. know, he knows who he is. So, you know, <laughs> just go straight into the party. Jack Newark has got, I'm just mad about Scott Rand. <laughs> We've got Gabriel David Louise. And I'm just mad about Hector, Rob Holding, Antony. And we've got Beleno. <laughs> and we've got Beleno. Quite rightly. Feel free to expand on this. Uh, this is Donovan's Mellow Yellow, of course. 
Uh, feel free to expand on this. It's a work in progress. And we've got Bert Leno. <laughs> I like and that. We've got Bert Leno. Uh, P.S. Not Arsenal related, but I once saw Paolo Di Canio at a Christmas lights switch on in Chislehurst. He was eating a toffee apple. <laughs> 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 Excitement. Uh, excellent work. Um, Andrew Doughty, who's your friend who came up with the sharing and one, has come up with Hot Paymaster for Thomas Party. Okay. Um, and uh, for William Saliba, he's got Slim Labia Whale. Uh, Emile Smithrow, Mr. Moist Wheelie. <laughs> he's making these up. Uh, he's, got, uh, he's got some good ones for the board. Uh, he's got for Lord Harris of Peckham. He's got Hardcore Film Has Pork. <laughs> and uh, for Stanley Cronker, he's got Neil Tory Snake. <laughs> No, really. <laughs> He's got quite a good one for SK Rapid Vienne, our opponents in the Europa League. Sip, dire, wank. That's something that's obviously <laughs> happening down. Could be their club motto. Right. <laughs> Not now. Could be there. It could be their club motto. Yeah. Uh, I st- uh, gentlemen, sorry. Go on. I still laugh at the young boys in the Wankdorf Stadium. So. Um... <laughs> So there you go. I was always yeah. going to find that one funny. I'm I'm having a bit of a debate whether to unfollow Nacho Monreal on Instagram. How long do you normally follow ex-players when they've left? I don't. You see, I don't want to sort of unfollow them straight away because they'll, you know, will you want to show support, especially if someone's left and you mm. you still like them and. I, it's yeah. just getting. Well, well, what's what's he put on Instagram? No, it's just that's keeping it's you just hooked. Just a bit dull. Really, it's just no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Instagram generally, or specifically that tiny corner of it? <laughs> just that type of rich the entire planet. Rich... The entire planet wastes its lives looking at this fucking garbage. Rich Spanish footballers. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't just... know. Oh, I mean, it's years since this. He hasn't played for us. Since the beginning of last season, the longest season of the history of sport. And he was a pain in the ass when we had him. He was always facing the wrong way, standing in the wrong place, I... playing passes, putting people in the shit. I mean, really. I just don't want point. him to know. I just don't want him to feel like he'll look and he'll go, oh, no. Oh, no. Damien's stopped following me and he'll be all upset. Uh, Joseph Mackey is. Um, is sent an email sticking up for uh, Jerry Kwai uh, Kwee. Uh, he missed his brother's wedding to fulfil the role of Gunnosaurus and that all that tells us, Joe, is that he doesn't like his brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really. Yeah. He could probably have got away with sticking someone else in the suit and no one would even have known. Yeah. He could have said, uh, yeah, he's 25 quid, run around like an idiot. And uh... Uh, Their stance could soften and allow Jerry back in the job he loved. Listen, all good things must come to an end. And that mascot is not a good thing. Uh, but he's got a lot of publicity from this. Yeah, and everyone knows he's available. Just at the moment, no one is hiring. I- I've received a book. It's called... Um, Ask the story. Ask all the story of a football club in 101 lives, and it's got chapters about 101 Arsenal figures. I couldn't tell you if it's any good or not, but someone was kind enough to send me a free copy, so I've mentioned it. There you go. If someone buys it and it's awful, <laughs> don't come to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Have a thorough browsing, uh, gents. Any other business? I think we're good. I think. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think we can get a result at Manchester City? Very much so. Yeah, very confident. You confident? They're in a funny place, aren't they? At the yeah. moment, they're. A, they're a they just lost five two at home. Yeah. to Leicester. Yeah. So either we're going into the lion's den with them angry, uh, or I don't know. Just feels a bit of a malaise there. Yeah, uh, we've got them in the uh, League Cup as well, haven't we? So that's that's another one. That's, so it's interesting, yeah. you know. I'd, uh, I'll take the. I prefer the three points to the League Cup, but uh, let's. Are you a bit pissed off about that draw after we've had Leicester away and Liverpool away? Mm. Ah, it's... and it's Jose Mourinho sniffing around that cup. You know, he's got Stoke. He fancies yeah. it. Go on, him putting anything on the sideboard, and we at Manchester—they're all laughing over there because Everton drew United and Arsenal drew City, and that's a couple of rivals out the road, as Fergie used to mm. say. 
And now, well, it's annoying. It's annoying when you get... But we have had some tough draws in the FA Cup in recent years and come through. And I'll tell you what, Arteta seems to be taking it very serious because he puts out a strong team, doesn't he? He doesn't put all the kids in. He puts out a healthy squad. He did, right. Everyone did, actually. I was quite surprised, considering how much football there is at the moment. I was quite surprised. People want a trophy, don't they? It's a few managers who want something. Yeah. All of the managers want a trophy. They're really desperate. Uh, last time we played with the League Cup, uh, I left 20 minutes from before the end at Wembley. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, embarrassing. That was a bad final. Mm. That was a bad oh, the final. Birmingham one. We didn't turn up. We didn't turn up. Yeah. No, no. Man City. Oh, right. Oh, okay. It was a, a no-show. Erased it from your memory. Oh, it was I awful. D- I, so, yeah, I didn't go to that one. We I had about that. 10 minutes at the start, and that was it. Wasn't it? And it was, then it, as soon as the goal went in, it was all downhill. But they had the ball for the whole yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, really, what were we doing on the pitch? Well, we didn't do anything. We were just watching them, basically. Awful. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's a while away. Uh, yeah, I'm quietly uh, optimistic about the Man City. Although Ooh. some of De Bruyne's passing uh, for Belgium against England was terrifying. But yeah, um, I, you know, I feel like I feel like we we look quite good. We're playing quite well. So maybe we'll get. Some. I I feel more optimistic against the bigger teams actually at the moment. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's what's amazing about Arteta. I mean, he has made that happen, hasn't yeah. he? Because we have had a terrible record against those big clubs. Yeah. Terrible. It might, maybe it'll help that the fans aren't there. I don't know. We'll see. I've just seen uh, it's come up that Arsenal have offered Ozil the job of Gunnosaurus <laughs> for the rest of the season. Uh, for no extra remuneration, a uh, statement says, if you like the dinosaur so much, put it on your head. Yeah. Get your DF inside. Uh, and on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Cheers, Cheers guys. Tell us.